Todd Bowles officially announces that Baker Mayfield is officially the starting quarterback and makes things officially official. That and more on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. Your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome into this WTSP Wednesday episode of Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listener view every single day. Don't forget you can subscribe or follow for free on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can follow on Twitter. I am James Yarko at JYarko underscore Bucks. He is Evan Klosky at eKlosky. WTSP. You can check out my work as the deputy editor of BucksNation.com. You can check Evan out on 10 Tampa Bay and at 10 Tampa Bay.com. And of course, you can follow the show at Locked On Bucks on Twitter. We are here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers. And as always, we want to share our appreciation for your continued support of the show. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Dave Canales seems to have the offense forming to fit his vision. And a few of the Bucks that we're going to see on the field against the Ravens are playing for their lives. But more on that in a little bit. First, Evan, we have not gotten to sit down and do this since the preseason games started. But I had an episode last week where I was talking about Ira Kaufman's report of Baker Mayfield being named the starter. Someone in the YouTube comments called it, quote unquote, pathetic clickbait. Then I go on a rant uh, in an immediate reaction live episode about how Kyle Trask did great, but Baker Mayfield is very clearly the starter. I saw your tweet from what you did on 10 Tampa Bay talking about, you know, we all know the Bucks cards. You might as well flip them over. Uh, but finally, Tuesday morning, uh, Todd Bowles mercifully ended the quarterback competition and named Baker Mayfield the starter. Um Right move? Yeah. And um, <clears throat> great timing, right? I went on a whole rant. I did a whole piece on the fact that the the Buccaneers really need to stop and just yeah. name Baker already. And then Tuesday. And I think here here's what, here's what probably happened, right? <clears throat> Dave Canales from last year with the Seahawks said, I'm going to take this thing up until the final preseason game. It worked out so well. Here's the map. Here's the script. I'm going to do it just like I did last year. Uh, and then game two came around and Todd Bowles was like, we're not going to play Baker. OK, so uh, let me handle the media and you just uh, you handle the plays and take Trask throughout the first half. And we'll have Wolford for the second half. But once Wolford went down and he was forced to put someone back in under center when he put Kyle Trask in a player who just played the entire first half and said that Baker Mayfield was going to play and didn't play. And you wanted to see Trask do a two minute drill, but the O-line came out, blah, blah, blah. Whatever you said, it didn't make any sense. It all was a lie. Like it just was. And I think 
you know, you want to tell Kyle yourself and I understand all that stuff, but sometimes it's like, you, you can smell, you can smell the BS. And, um, it just got to a point where they were caught. Uh, they were, they were caught showing their cards. And once Wolford went down, they had to, because if Wolford didn't go down, there probably would have been a little bit of this, you know, why did, if they were doing this equitably, you know, the whole thing is like, oh, we wanted to see Kyle Trask do a two minute drill. Well, that right. had to have been decided before the game, because if you were doing this equitably, then you would have known that Baker Mayfield should have been thrown in at the six minute mark when Kyle Trask did his four drives and, you know, good thing he stayed for the fifth because he threw a touchdown on that one. But if you were doing it the way that you scripted it and doing this as a pure, you get these scenarios and you get these scenarios and we're going to, it just, in the end, the, the, the lies were stacking up. So mm-hmm. um, this is going back. I re-listened to Dave Canales' press conference in May when we asked him lots of media members about what his plan was for this quarterback battle. And, and Rick Stroud was, was definitely hammering home, like, isn't it silly to take away reps from your starting QB and so on and so forth? And, you know, to, to Dave's credit, he said, no, I, like, I want to take this thing as far as it can go because I want to push both of my quarterbacks to act like, to think like they are QB1. And in that respect... That is absolutely what has happened, because even though we all have known that Baker Mayfield was going to be the quarterback, I've said it here multiple times. You know, Ira came out and definitively said it. I think anyone worth their lick of salt knew that Baker Mayfield was going to be the QB. What Kyle Trask did was he always was fighting for how long that leash will be. Mm -hmm. And I think we all agree that Kyle Trask has impressed with his growth with what he has shown us in the preseason, with his grasp of of the offense, just it's really hard for Todd Bowles to start Kyle Trask because if it goes south and you got to put Baker in afterwards, that's a really tough look. Like yeah. how how you went with the nobody who played you know through nine passes, whatever, versus the guy who has started sixty nine times. It's much easier for for Bowles to go from. Baker to Trask and say, let's see what the kids got versus the other way around. So I get it. There's a lot of Kyle Trask fans. Um, I would, I would go and say that this preseason battle wasn't for naught. He proved to the coaches that he can handle these duties, that they're not, you know, absolutely screwed. If Baker gets down with an injury or if the season, you know, goes South in the first four to five weeks. Um, So, and, and not to mention, I think Baker Mayfield is better because of it too, because he didn't, he wasn't guaranteed anything. And there was a chance that if the gap was, you know, distinct and that if things were figured out that, um, you know, Trask would have lost or Trask would have won that job and, and Mayfield would have lost it. So Ma- Baker had to show up every day and, and have that little bit of doubt. Like, can I lose this? Will I lose this? So I, I, I applaud I applaud Dave Canales in doing the quarterback battle. I kind of thought it was BS when I heard it in May or June, whenever that, that conversation was. I think seeing it play out, it, it, it worked exactly how he thought it would work. But now I think there is a benefit to Baker Mayfield getting three weeks with his ones 
us seeing the ones all work together on Saturday and moving forward in that direction, preparing for Minnesota. Yeah, and it probably didn't hurt that Mike Evans threw a little bit of gas on the fire last week by saying, you know what, just tell us who the starter is. Like, Correct. And and that's and and going back, if you listen, anyone can go back. It's on you know the Buccaneers YouTube page. You can go back to that Dave Canales press conference. And he said back then, nobody needs us to name a starter. I guarantee you the offense doesn't need it, yada, yada, yada. And back then, agreeable. But when your star offensive player, the best offensive player in Buccaneers history, says, We'd like to know who the start, we'd like to know who the QB is already, pretty much. Uh unprompted, mind you, that he was not even prompted to say that. It's time. It's it's okay. It's 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 time to now. Let's go. Okay, you got to listen to your players now. It, it let's let's get a moving. Yep, no doubt about it. Well, what has Evan seen from the Dave Canales offense so far that has him encouraged? That's next on the Locked On Bucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Bird dogs make you look good with stretch khaki shorts that are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and give you a truly sculpted look. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton. Bird Dogs fixed this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. And Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long not gonna lie this whole shirt and tie thing working outside in the hundred degree weather that we've had nothing makes me happier than coming home from work getting rid of that nonsense and putting all my bird dogs to chill relax and record this show for you all so if you want to be like me and i know you do go to birddogs.com slash locked on nfl or enter promo code locked on nfl for a free white tech hat with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NFL or promo code locked on NFL for a free white tech hat. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise. Thank you again for making Locked On Bucks your first listener view every single day. Every day, or make sure you are coming back tomorrow as David starts to look ahead to the final preseason game against the Baltimore Ravens, a team that he just finished watching as they lost to the Washington Commanders. That's it right. It happened, folks. The streak is over. Did you know that the last time that the Ravens lost a preseason game, they finished the regular season 5-11? and 11? Huh. Things are looking dark for, uh, for sure, Harbaugh. We'll, sure, we'll involved. go with that. We'll go with that. All right. Well, as, as we've kind of already touched on a little bit, we haven't been able to have you on the show since the preseason game started. So this is the first time that you've really gotten to, to talk about, at least on, on Locked on Bucks, uh, what you've seen through the two preseason games with the way Dave Canales' offense is working. And, and I had mentioned uh, a couple of shows ago that I was really liking all of the designed rollouts and the designed bootlegs and moving the pocket, moving the quarterback around a little bit, buying himself some time. Baker looked really comfortable in that situation against the Steelers. Trask didn't look great in the Steelers game, but then against the Jets, he really started to seem like he had a, a command and a grasp on that style that, that Canales was using. But Evan, what have you seen so far from this Canales offense that really has you encouraged for this upcoming season? First off, that's an astute observation because I have a similar one. 
as I've done this, as I've done this now for a while, the best coaches are the ones that know how to adapt their style to the talent they have. That is something that we did not see with Byron Leftwich last year. I'm not trying to add fuel to that fire, but the fact is Byron Leftwich had his system. This is how we're going to run it. And I don't give a crap, figure it out. And they stunk. Uh, and, and everyone knew it. They knew what was coming. They had all the answers to the test and it, it, it created hell for, for his players. It, you know, when Mike Evans is out there saying, I haven't been this open in so long, I forgot what it feels like, you know, it, that just shows you how hard he has to work. The, um, the design rollouts, it, it, they're playing into what made Baker Mayfield such a good college player, right? Mm-hmm. Sort of that Lincoln Riley type of vibe. And so they're, they're, they're stealing some elements there. They're saying, Hey, this is where you kind of became a first round pick. Let's, let's get you back into those modes where you feel comfortable. Um, I like the persistence to the run. I love when I hear, um, uh, I believe it was Baker Mayfield after getting named the starter. I've listened to so many, uh, press conferences these days. Um, when he said, we have a lot of things tucked away that you haven't essentially, um, going like we've been running our vanilla stuff. Mm-hmm. And we got and we got things tucked away from Mike and Chris that we'll unload when we need to. And I like hearing that. I like hearing the stat, the fact of like and, and, and Bowles mentioned it too, saying, you know, most most teams these these days in the preseason games, you're seeing the bare bones foundational stuff from everyone's offense, which is why those joint practices are important because you're going up against opponents. You will not see this year, no tape out there, and you can kind of showcase everything uh, and, and let it fly. So I've loved the motion. I love the rollouts. I love the the balance between the rushing and and the throwing. The 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 rushing offense has actually been a pretty big disappointment. Oh, you I've can been, say that again. <laughs> which is I've been a staunch supporter of, oh, man, like I believe in this offensive line and I think they're going to be better and they're deep and all this stuff. And then I've seen the last couple of couple of games and um, kind of like, oh, uh, maybe maybe the rushing attack isn't going to be great again. But we also haven't seen Rashad White. Uh, we haven't seen the left. We haven't seen the left side of the line. I was going to say we haven't seen Wirfs and Filer. So I'm still reserving judgment there. I have been pleasantly surprised with the pass block, the the, the pass pro. Um, but I, I kind of getting off off tangent here. Um, the offense has been balanced, and there have been plays that have been set up. For the quarterback, that is like, hey, this guy's open. Like, um, think back to that Steelers game. Trey Palmer, I believe, his first catch, and he got to the sticks for a first down. I mean, the the play design told Baker, here you go. I All you got to do is get him the ball. Like, mm-hmm. I am going to make this guy so open for you that all you have to do is give him the ball. And that's what works so well with Canalis' system is he sets you up. 
He's going to give you the same look. He's going to give you the same look. It's very Kyle Shanahan-y. And then, loop, when I need to, I'm going to okie-doke you. And we're going to get a big play because of it. So that is, when looking at the All-22 stuff, I think there are a handful of times where I understand that he's layering things for the future. And mm-hmm. that certain pl- and and that there are going to be times this year. I promise you, as fans, you're going to watch it and be like, "Oh my God, throw the ball already! Do this, do that!" And you're going to have to be patient because it really is a chess match. And I can see the beginnings of that. It's go, and I can see the beginnings of being, you know, I think Baker took responsibility in that that first drive when he felt like he could have uh, taken this team out of you know into out of runs and so on and so forth, but, uh, you know, got them into a different play and Baker will have to be better. But uh, I think they're going to run, they're going to run, they're going to run, they're going to try to wear you down and they're going to use their rudimentary sets. They're going to keep it simple and allow their, their talented players, such as Mike Evans and and Chris Godwin to work in space and to really kind of drive this team forward um, in those gaps. So I'm very encouraged. I'm a little discouraged by the, the rushing offense, but all in all, it's, it's a breath of fresh air after what we've been seeing with the offense last year and just the stubbornness to stick with the program when the program was clearly not working. Yeah. When, when Byron Lethwich just used the preseason, playbook all year instead of you know actually saving things and utilizing i don't know any play that worked ever um i'm kind of with you on the run game i've talked about it a couple of times on this show now that i am less than impressed by Keyshawn vaughn to the point that i don't think he you know is a he's not a sure thing for this roster he may We're gonna this is job. that's a great transition into my segment three by the way and i yeah. agree with you yeah, but I, I like what I've seen from Chase Edmonds. I love what I've seen from Sean Tucker, but there are some bubbles that are about to burst in less than a week who can significantly help their chances to make the team this weekend. That is coming up next here on Locked on Bucks. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. It is super easy to create a job post on LinkedIn Jobs and you can do it for free. You add your job and then you add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you would like to interview and hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the quality qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Wrapping things up here on a WTSP Wednesday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. James Yarko, Evan Klosky, and um, 
like all good things, you know, they come to an end. Bubbles will be burst. That's that's all you can say. This roster is going to get cut down to 53 guys in less than a week. And there are plenty of jobs still available that these players are going to be fighting for against the Baltimore Ravens. So, Evan, to you, who are the the biggest players on the bubble that have to have a breakout game to really give themselves a chance to make the initial 53 man? You mentioned it uh, not so long ago, but I'm I'm pretty concerned with with Keyshawn Vaughn um, and. Uh, I get it, um, you know, the, early on in a lot of these games, the, the Bucks in general have not kind of gotten out to a, a very good rushing start, but he just, um, he's, I don't know. Uh, he's going to have to prove that they need him on, on, uh, on special teams. Uh, but, but either, either way, he's in my eyes, RB4. Even if he makes the roster, he's it's pretty much special teams and like break glass if needed. So mm-hmm. to that extent, I think Keyshawn Vaughn and Sean Tucker, big game for those two. I think watching them, see what they do, I think that can really kind of solidify Sean Tucker as the heir apparent to Rashad White if if White ever goes down. And that's not to say that Chase Edmonds is out of the picture. I loved what I saw from Chase Edmonds in game one. I tend to believe that his role will be a little bit more elevated in two-minute drills, third downs, and then you just run kind of Sean Tucker there as a first and second down back. So Rashad White has probably more flexibility on doing everything in the midst of a game. I would say that there'd be a little bit more timeshare in a scenario, but uh, for me, it seems like that that RB position is I'm going to be watching that. Also, because Russell Gage uh, was put on the IR, you would assume that maybe last year they carried seven wide receivers entering the season. You now wonder if they're going to go for six. Uh, Kayla, I would say that that Kalen Geiger is probably the seventh, uh, assuming that Rakeem, Rakeem Jarrett is um, – is the sixth guy and has probably earned a spot on this team. So I would say that between Jared and Geiger, this is a big game for them as well. But I would probably say that Geiger is on the outside looking in, unless again, there's some special teams sort of scenario. So then I look, where could that extra spot be allocated? Last year, Todd Bowles and company only carried four four outside linebackers. My hunch is that's going to be five this year now, especially since Bowles has already talked about how impressed he's been and how this is going to be the toughest cut for him. So who are we talking on the on the, the chopping block here? We know that JTS, Shaquille Barrett, Anthony Nelson, and Yaya Diaby, they'll be on the team. Cam Gill is probably the leader in the clubhouse. Yeah. I think we all loved him last year before suffering his season-ending injury in the preseason. But I was really impressed with Marquise Watts uh, last week against the Jets. And also Todd Bowles' name dropped Charles Snowden, who who had a good uh, game as well, didn't play the, the first time around, I believe. So um, I believe that Cam Gill will be the guy. 
in, in that uh, of the three. But those are three guys that I am watching very closely because they're in that discussion. Um, you know, and, and, and Jose Ramirez to a degree is also in that as well. I uh, just haven't seen too much of him. So those are kind of the, and I will say David Wells, I'm very interested who tight end three would be David Wells, Payne Durham. Do they think I mean, that they, I think it's gotta be Payne Durham. Yeah. I mean, I, that's, I'm kind of, you know, I, I need to see more of that, that tight end three stuff. I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot more I got to see. It, it, so tight end three, I'm kind of interested in. They might they might just keep four and say, screw it. We're going to keep David Wells and Payne Durham. They kept four last year. Um, so I don't – that remains to be seen. They do have some flexibility here with some of the options um, at their disposal. It's just when you're building everything out, um, they are log jammed. I mean, right now – they got to probably find a spot for Deidre Sinat if they want to put him in there to have seven defensive linemen. Then, you know, you've already – if we put Cam Gill, you've already taken a spot from wide receiver for mm-hmm. him. So to take another – to take Deidre Sinat, you got to take another offensive position. So that would most likely be a tight end or an offensive lineman. You know, you can put uh, John Molsham back on the practice squad. Last year he was elevated to the team full-time. So um, – I don't know. There's a lot of they have flexibility in the trenches and at, at linebacker that seems like they're the most log jammed. And then at cornerback and safety is probably the thinnest that we're looking at. I mean, uh, D Delaney, I would have normally said, is a guy that I'm watching out for. But I think he's in. I think he's on this team for sure, considering how Bulls gushed about his versatility after after Saturday's game. Not only that, but I was just talking on yesterday's episode. I think D. Delaney still in the running for starting slot. I have not been overly impressed with Zion McCullough. We know D. Delaney has played that position on this team in the regular season before. I, I don't think Zion's a lock for, for the starting slot. He's had some great plays, but he's also had some unbelievably bad plays. So, yeah, I, I, I'm I with you 100% there. D. Delaney, to me, he's he's not only a lock to be on the roster, but I think he's still contending for a starting spot. Yeah, I agree with you there. As far as the 53 man's concerned, I would say that Zion and D are locks. Because, again, yeah. Zion McCollum arguably is, is their best special teamers, uh, one of their special, best special teamers, as Bowles in the past has kind of gushed about that. So, um Corner the cornerback five like Josh Hayes. I mean, because again, it's it's got to be a special teams guy. Like if you're gonna, you know, carry six wide receivers, usually one of those wide receivers is a gunner. So you need to get somebody on special teams with this this spot. So I I, I have not been impressed by really. You said Zion. I mean, D Delaney has done some really good things. Josh Hayes. I mean, we're not talking. I mean. The depth is thin. That's why, mm-hmm. you know, he's, and I think that's why you saw them kind of make an addition there um, this past week to kind of say, hey, we need to bring in another DB, not only for this game coming up to make sure that we're, we have everybody we need, but, you know, um, I think they know that it's like, what do we got? Uh, and, and Christian Isian was, was out last week due to an injury. And, 
between him and Nolan Turner, it's like that's a huge unknown too. It's cornerback and safety depth is a big issue. Uh, mm. That that's really if they can't create pressure up front, and I know I'm getting off track here, they can't create pressure up front. They're screwed. Like they're big time screwed. So, um, I mean, they'll be fine when Carlton Davis and Jamel Dean can play all the snaps, but you know, Carlton Davis is going to be out at some point. We know that based on his injury history, then what happens? Like, yikes. So, um, but but yeah, so as far as the 53 man is concerned, um, as I meant, you know, I mentioned kind of those names before though, those are what I'm, I'm interested in following. And, um, uh, on top of just seeing how that first half is, seeing all the starters out there, seeing how they operate, making sure that all those silly penalties that we've seen in the past are kind of, you know, off the table. So that, that's kind of it. Yeah, I mean, they certainly did a great job in in the penalty area from game one to game two. Let's see more improvement from game two to game three. But that is going to do it. For this episode of Locked on Bucks. Don't forget, coming up tomorrow, David is going to start getting you ready for the Ravens game. Evan just gave you a lot of names to keep an eye on. Don't tell me preseason games are worthless. There's plenty you can take away from them. We tell you about those each and every week during the preseason. Lots of names to watch in that game. And yeah, it is going to be a lot of fun finally seeing the starters out there together. But Before tomorrow's episode with David, I don't think he has a guest. I think he's flying solo on this one. Uh, If you have any questions, thoughts, ideas, reactions, topics, anything at all, you can drop those in the YouTube comments or you can email us at LockedOnBucksPodcast.gmail.com. Send a DM to LockedOnBucks on Twitter. We want to thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listener view every single day. Check out everything that Evan is doing on 10 Tampa Bay and at 10TampaBay.com. Check out my work over at BucksNation.com. Follow everything on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at Eklosky WTSP. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire the cannons. Thank you so much for joining us right here on Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 